For over 50 years, a consortium of elite HBCUs anchored along America's Mideastern coastline have etched their marks in the annals of American history, impacting the world by producing leaders in education, research, politics, law, business, entertainment, and sports. You name it, these schools have done it continuously. <laughs> Known officially as the Mideastern Athletic Conference, but those who love it call it the MEAC, baby. And those who follow it and support the dreams, legacies, and future of these iconic jewels are part of the MEAC Nation. I'm Lynn Thompson, and welcome to the MEAC Nation podcast. And our mission is simple. Call it like we see it, share what we know, and deliver to you the newsmakers, the problem solvers, the icons, and influencers who are in the flow and in the know, pushing the brands of the eight current MEAC members, even including the former members. Because in our culture, you know how it goes. We family, y'all. Yesterday, today, and forever. But it ain't no better time than right now and right here in the MEAC Digital Network studio. And we've got a true legend to ride with us today. Yeah, you know, y'all might have heard the term fast women <laughs> and been taken aback by it. Well, this brother took it and put an entirely different spin on things. For over 15 years as the head women's track coach and now the director of track and field at Hampton University, Maurice Pierce wreaked havoc not only on the MEAC, but the NCAA. I mean, he produced conference champs, NCAA champs, world champs, and Olympians. But today, he comes back home with the family to share and reflect on those times and update us on the new stuff. What's up, Coach? Welcome back home. You know what? It feels good to be home. <laughs> I, I am Miak. Yeah, you. that's right. You are Miak. And it's been a long time since you've been over here to share with us, hasn't it? Yeah, man. Um, I'm in Norfolk all the time. Yeah. I was at Norfolk State Homecoming last weekend. Oh, you were? And, and I, I saw the same setup over there. I mean, I'm a Spartan, so yeah. I was at Homecoming. And um, I'm Miak. You are. I'm Mr. Miak, so this, this does feel like home. I know when you walked in our new studio here, you were like, wow, look at this, man. Hey, man, I thought I was going to see Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. I, I, I really do like this. You know, I haven't been over here in a long time. Well, we're glad to have you, man. And, and you are not a stranger. When you're family, you ain't no stranger. Right. Now, we ain't got no food for you, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> I got to get something. <laughs> you know, uh, while we were waiting on you, uh, yeah. we were just rehashing all of the great things that you have done and, and the great memories that you created uh, in your in your tenure at, at Hampton. Uh, we even went back to, 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 you know, to the stuff you did at Norfolk State, even at uh, UMES. Uh, Coach, you're right. You are MEAC. It's in your DNA, man. Yeah. So I don't care where you go. Right. You, you know, Hampton has had a cup of coffee in, in the Big South, <laughs> and now you, you guys have, have uh, transitioned to the, to the Colonial, but wherever you have gone, right. uh, you have taken that DNA of the MEAC with you. Well, you know what? That's true because what you said makes sense. We, 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 we're drinking coffee with everybody. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm MEAC. I spent most of my time in the MEAC. Yeah. I competed in the CIAA, mm -hmm. but I started coaching in the MEAC. Um, and so and I coached at three MEAC institutions, Norfolk State, Maryland, Eastern Shore, and, uh, and now at Hampton. And, and I've been in Hampton so long that they just identified me with Hampton and MEAC. Right. Right. And a lot of people don't know that we're in these, this new conference, 
they still identify me with MEAC. And I guess why? Because I still got a lot of friends in the MEAC. A lot of my colleagues are still coaching in the MEAC. Um, a lot of my former athletes are now coaching in the MEAC. And I'm still a strong supporter of the MEAC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're still at the same, some of the same track meets. We still communicate with each other. I still support MEAC institutions. Um, that's all I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so let's talk about, let's talk about track and field, Coach. Right. Uh, I remember, um, you know, when I was in the, the AD's chair, uh, watching this young guy who, uh, <laughs> who, who, who took a job at, at Hampton, and lo and behold, you could see things beginning to happen. Right. Uh, I remember you were an assistant, then uh, all of a sudden, uh, the MEAC track championships became known as the Hampton Invitational, yeah. <laughs> because you ran off a string of, of titles, yeah. And then uh, we look up, and now you're the director of track and field at Hampton, and, uh, and you take over both sides of the coin, both the men and women's programs. Right. How did all that happen? You know what? I've, I've been blessed, and I've always um, surrounded myself around people that I genuinely had looked up to or they genuinely liked me. So I've always been a people person, and I've always fell into the laps of, 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 of great people. Mm -hmm. Like I had some great coaches at Norfolk State. I had some great mentors at Norfolk State. And the Hampton thing came about when I left Maryland Eastern Shore after that one year. I was coming back home to Newport News and going to work in the public school system. I was going to be an assistant high school football coach and assistant high school track coach until it was my time to take over. So I didn't want any more parts of college coaching. But a lady at Hampton at the time, uh, Mamie Rollins, um, called somebody who called me, called Laverne Sweat, and they called me and told me to come meet her. I went over there and met her. And at that time, nobody could get along with Coach Rollins. Well, that's what the, the M.O. was. Right. Right. But, you know, I'm like you. I don't, have, I don't have a problem getting along with people. So we was a match. And she said, listen, I'm going to run everything. You do all the coaching. <laughs> so that's fine by me. And so I hit the ground running. She she gave me the opportunity to, to coach and learn and make mistakes without her just standing over my back. At that point in her career, she was just she was winding down anyway, she, right? She was winding down anyway, right. and she was still kind of like she was coming off a big disappointment of some things that happened to her at uh, when she was at Ohio State. So she was still kind of kind of tough and still had an edge on her about some things. So I relaxed her a little bit, and I said, you know what, I I can take this thing to another level because Hampton had already had a, a, a historical success in women's track, but at some part somewhere it kind of like fell back a little bit. It was extremely good in the late 70s, all through the 80s. The 90s, when Coach Sweat left, it kind of like just got stagnated. And I watched it get stagnated, because at that time I was a student at Norfolk State, and I had a lot of friends at hand. Mm -hmm. So I said, it's, it's not it's not hard to fix. It's, the institution is not hard to recruit to. I know what I can do. Yeah. And so I just hit the ground running and just started recruiting like a, like a madman to get the type of kids we needed in there and to change the culture back to what it was before. And it, did, it didn't take long. We just had to get the right people in there to make them understand that, you know, this is just not, it's not a recreation <laughs> facility or vacation club. Right. You know, I know I know it's Hampton. It's the beautiful campus and everything is laid back and everything is beautiful, but this is this is some serious stuff that, that we're trying to do here. Well, how were you able, I, I remember you were able to get a, 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 a toehold into the PG County yeah. track program because uh, every time, uh, when I was at Bethune, we thought we had a kid from yeah. there. Uh, we lost him to you. Well, you know, I, I played the smart role. I realized that Hampton University's largest alumni area and, and, and their uh, alumni chapters 
was in D.C. and in particular the, the um, Prince George County area. So I said, this is a no-brainer. Let me go up there and, and lay the foundation and, and pull those. The, the students were already coming to Hampton, right? They just need to know now that the athletic program was on the rise and, and that track was on the rise and ready to get some stuff done. So you're right. We we bombarded that place. I yeah. think I, I, I maxed a large percentage of my recruiting budget in PG County. I mean, I would go up there and stay three, three four days. I would just, I would just circle the wagon. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was, I, I was, I was smart enough to realize. Listen, let's go where the people are already coming to Hampton. You know what I mean. And which was PG County, and uh, New Jersey, and plus, you know, right here in the Tidewater area. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you just were able to create a pipeline yeah. uh, of unbelievable talent. Now, when you talk about talent, yeah. um, nowadays, uh, you know, basketball, baseball, uh, everybody talks about the the downfall. And the problems with the AAU uh, programs and and the and the negative impact and influence that the AAU coaches have on emerging student athletes right. is it the same way in track and field? Yes, but it, but it's not so much business related as it is with basketball because AAU basketball has just become a, it's a business. Mm -hmm. And so with, with track, you got some outstanding AAU programs across the country. But it's not so much of a business because those coaches are still um, doing fundraisers to get the money to travel to meets like that. With AAU basketball, they just going to get the best kids and putting them on yeah. teams. And then, unfortunately, with AAU basketball, everybody got hoop dreams and think they're going to make it to the next level. With track and field, the reality shows up real fast when you line up. <laughs> so I don't care what club you run for. And then you, you got the elite club that everybody go to, right? And um, – most of the times now with track, you got to go through the AAU, the, the AAU coach before you go through the track, the high school track coach, right? Um, so it's similar the same way, but not as big as, as, as basketball. But you were able uh, to, you know, there's power five. Yep. There's group of five. Yeah. Uh, you were able to, to compete with those institutions and get top shelf talent mm -hmm. uh, because – for for your period of time and your level of success, you were able to recruit and develop yeah. national champion, world champion talent, and Olympic yeah. Olympic talent. Um, how did you do that? Well, you know what I, I I've never first of all I'm a people person, so I've never been afraid to talk to people, right? And my philosophy is this: I'm gonna go out to any and everybody in the country, right? They just got to tell me no, right? They tell me no one time, they got to tell me no three times, but you can't say I ain't go after them. Yeah. But I was smart enough to understand that while I'm spending a lot of energy trying to go after the top person, there's somebody right behind that person. There's somebody right behind that person. So I made sure I talked to all three of them. And <laughs> not just go to the track meet to find the biggest and the baddest athlete at the track meet. And so I figured if I go after the, the biggest one and I don't get him, I'm, I'm going to get the next tier. Because now they're like, you know what, Maurice Pierce, he, he over here, he on a mission. He here trying to get him. Yeah. And then when I, when I recruit, whether with a developmental athlete, or a top-notch athlete, one of the top in the country. I didn't, I didn't like, like I don't have a, like a magical script when I go recruit. I try to keep it as, as real as possible. I don't lie to the kids. And believe it or not, those kids at the highest level, the, the best athlete in the country, they realize if you're lying to them or not, because you don't have to lie to them. Right. And I've seen so many coaches at high, higher levels lose kids because they're just lying to the kids during the recruiting process. So I just keep it as real as possible. They get comfortable with me. And I recruit a, 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 I recruit a developmental kid 
the same way I recruit a top-notch kid. Just phone calls. I go visit the school. And when they get to campus, it's, 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 it, the campus sold itself, didn't it? It was a no-brainer. <laughs> the campus sold itself. Yeah. Hampton had a brand. It got a, it's an institution that you don't have to really sell. But the mistake you can make is you got is you oversell it. So I didn't ever oversell it. I just said, listen, you can do your own research. One out of five people you know know something about Hampton. Yeah. Right? In certain areas we went from, somebody in the school, whether it was a teacher, a uh, counselor, a principal, or a parent, somebody went to Hampton. And so our job was that, listen, we got, if we could just get them on the campus, then they take care of itself. And then when I get them on the campus, like I don't have like this, like the, you know, people roll out the red carpet and all that stuff. I don't got no red carpet. Yeah, <laughs> I barely got a carpet. Yeah, but uh, but you had everything else. I had everything else. Yeah, I take them to the waterfront. Yeah, you off. had the home by the sea. Yeah, home by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but my recruiting is 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 bold. I go out to the right people. I don't negatively recruit because people think at a small school you got to recruit negatively. No, but you, but you don't. Because it's, it's some kids that still want to go to HBCU. That is that is so a true. A whole lot, right? And then some of them like that. Well, you know, they ain't nobody ever came. And kids fit in better at, at, in in certain places like a Hampton. Yeah. And great HBCUs. Well, they find themselves comfortable. Yes, right. Right, and, and they they find themselves they want to be in an environment where they can just grow and not have to worry about a whole lot of stuff over a four year period. You know, you guys are celebrating a homecoming this weekend. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing better than an HBCU homecoming. That 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 vibe, that experience, that that atmosphere is unbeatable, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I was, like I said, I was at Norfolk State Homecoming this weekend. I go every year. Right. That's, that's in my school. And I stayed over here in Norfolk. I didn't feel like driving back and forth. You didn't want to go through the tunnel. I didn't feel like going through. Whatever, and there's a whole lot of tunnels to get back over. Right. I didn't want to go through none of them. Right. And so I enjoy homecoming. I enjoy HBCU homecoming. I went to Virginia State homecoming wow. two weeks ago. Coach, Coach l l let's go through this. All right. You won... The the MEAC Outstanding Coach Award twenty nine times, yes. twenty nine MEAC championships, yes. runner up uh, titles eleven times. What did you do with those trophies? They're probably holding the door up somewhere, ain't it? Yeah, it's firewood. Yeah, I, I, I put the, the runner up trophies in the assistant coach. I know, office. I know. <laughs> yeah, you let them have that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, you you got so many uh, NCAA champions, individual champions. Uh, you got seventy nine. School record holders, uh, four MEAC Hall of Famers, five Olympians, mm -hmm. uh, two medalists, two Olympic game medalists, six world championship competitors, three world championship medalists. Coach, that's success. Yes. What have you failed at? Um, I don't know. Probably not a lot. But I think I think I've, I've failed at probably not being as compassionate as I should be. Okay. Um, I have a, I have a coaching like a coaching drive, right? And anybody know me, they say, "Listen, Maurice Pierce ain't the same person that that like you like see and talk to all the time. He's like a whole different person at at three thirty, right? And and on Saturday." So I wish I could have been over the years a little more compassionate, but I didn't know how. But well, is he the same guy now that he was then? I'm just a little bit older, but I think I'm the same guy. I just got to rechannel my energy in some places. 
Um, I got to rechannel my energy in some places. Some things I got to do different. What that, about home? When you get home? Well, you know, with my daughters, they still like me. <laughs> <laughs> get, they can break it down, right? Yeah, they can break me down. One of my daughters is on the team at Hampton. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, does she feel the pressure? No, because, you know what, I told her, I said, listen, and, and she came to Hampton on, on her own. She got she got academic scholarships and room scholarships, so she got a whole lot of scholarships. But she decided, you know, I want to still run track. So I don't put no pressure on her. You know what I mean? Wow. I don't put no pressure on her. I alter some of the workouts for her. You know, I do all kinds of stuff. I get tickled pink. At first she said, I ain't going to Hampton because my daddy's going to be in my face all the time. <laughs> Every time I look up, she's coming down the hallway. Well, let, let's take a pause right now. We got to pay some of these bills. And, and listen to this, folks. You know, uh, everybody around the country has been asking me about some of this great MEAC gear that I've been wearing and the commissioner's been wearing and all the staff. We got some good stuff, y'all. And it's available for you to pick up, uh, MEAC gear. So bundled up with a selection of vests, hoodies, and cozy caps from the MEAC e-store. Visit the MEACsports.com and select Shop to view the assortment of accessories and gear from your favorite MEAC conference schools and from the conference assortment of gear just for you. That's right, MEACsports.com. You can also stay connected to your favorite conference uh, platform on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Search MEAC Sports and use the hashtag MEACPRIDE to share your game experience. Also, we like to thank Cricket Wireless. Whether it's on the playing field or off, or in the classroom or community, we've got you covered. Cricket has been a proud sponsor and proud to support HBCU programs since 2018. And finally, Jostens. Good times become great memories with Jostens, a proud partner of the MEAC. Jostens, celebrating moments that matter. And Coach, every time you won one of those 29 championships, <laughs> you got a ring from Jostens. What are you doing with those rings now? Well, at first I had to find them, but I got a. Um, you got a case, right? A box. Yeah. Somebody on campus made me a box. Oh, that's great. Right. So I got them all in, in, in the box. And we won so many championships. At one point, I thought about the 12 or 13 championship. Buster Jackson said, hey, man, we can't keep getting all these right, rings. Right, right, right. Well, as an AD, I understand yeah, that. I, I understood it. So I said, we got to combine them. Right. It's <laughs> it. Be would, like Flavor Flav, get you a big. Clock or something. I need something, man. But, but yeah, Boston Jackson said we can't keep making all these, you know, these rings, man. Well, it was costly. But oh, I'll tell yeah, you yeah. what, you know, you probably broke the bank too, because I'm sure I would have been loved to be retired as an AD, and be your agent. Yeah, man. I mean, you probably hit the bonus structure and everything every time you won. You you clicking dollars, man. Hey, man, let me tell you something. I've been the administration has done right by me. I've done right by them. Yeah. Right. Um, we we had a. We had a perfect. That's a good marriage. way of saying y'all met in the middle, right? We met in the middle. <laughs> we met in the middle. It was on the same street. <laughs> but that's good, you yeah. know, because you brought value to the institution. Yeah. You know, I, I like to think I did. Um, you know, every, everybody wants um, football and basketball to be successful. And I'm probably the number one of the only coaches that don't coach one of those sports that wants those sports to be successful. Yeah. Because when those sports are successful, everybody is successful. Absolutely. Everybody's successful. You know, and that, that brings people to campus. Mm -hmm. That that drives the brand. Yeah. Uh, but there's nothing greater than having Olympians every four years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And people say, Marvin, you got another Olympian. I said, well, it, it, it wasn't that easy. But <laughs> um, we had some great people that became Olympians. Right. But you know what? They they worked extremely hard. Well, I I was I was in uh, one year. I emceed the MEAC Hall of Fame, and mm -hmm. uh, 
and I heard firsthand uh, those Hall of Famers giving personal accolades and testimony that you drove them to that point. Mm -hmm. Now, they were gifted, no question, no question. but you got it out of them. And, and, you know, I had a coach that tell me, in track, there are no opinions. Mm -hmm. There are only times. <laughs> so the, 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 I guess the athlete can tell you, this is what I think. Yeah. And you say, well, what you think doesn't matter. It's what you show me with this clock, right? Well, I tell them it's straight up. You know, I'm in the time management business. <laughs> and, and my job is to shrink time. And, and your job is not to waste my time. Wow. So the <laughs> only thing that matters is the time. We could talk about it all day long. Well, the time that you have spent in the MEAC, Coach, has been time well spent. Um, it, it goes down in history. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about the, the, the Pierce era, yeah. nobody – uh, I think in, if we go another 50 years yeah. uh, and we talk about Laverne Sweat, mm -hmm. Mamie Rawlins, mm -hmm. uh, you talk about uh, all of the people who have done great things in track and field. When you, when you look at the measurement, yeah. the standard in track and field, e e even, even uh, Dwayne Ross at mm -hmm. ANT, it still pales in comparison yeah. to the length of time that you put in and the the scope of work that you uh, you put in at at Hampton and the success that you that you earned uh, for that institution, uh, the medals earned, the world championships, the halls of fame, mm -hmm. uh, you gotta you gotta sit back at some time and say I was blessed to have been in a position to transform so many lives and to uh, and to cross the tape so many times with great student athletes. Well, you know what, you you you're exactly right. You know, I like I said, tell people I, I've been extremely blessed. Ain't no question. I'm just a little guy from Newport News. Yeah. I've been blessed. But I understood if you gave me the job and you gave me the, the platform, I'm going to give you 100%. And we had a great run yeah. in, in the MEAC. 29 championships, 11 runner-ups. On a bad year, we still came in third like six times. And, you know, Dr. Harvey always say, hey, coach, but you didn't win. I, I gave you 29. I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. You can't win every year. And that was another issue. Everybody thought we would just win every single year. So that ain't going to happen, you know, in, in the real world. But we had a great run because we had some phenomenal athletes. I had some extremely great coaches. I lost a lot of them because people were pulling them away. Absolutely. Yeah, and the administration always backed what, what I was trying to do. You know what I mean? They, 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 didn't, they didn't spoil me or give me just, you know, an open checkbook, but they always supported what I was trying to do. And, and I, I think I did a good job of, of – of working in the parameters of how that institution worked and how the leadership worked um, and didn't try to take advantage of the success I, I had. And I think that's another reason why I continue to have success because I didn't try to take advantage of some of the, the doors that the university opened for me. Wow. Well, Coach, uh, the doors to the MEAC office and the doors to all of the events that the MEAC is doing will never close to you. Because once a part of the MEAC, always a part of the MEAC. And this platform will always be available to you. I want to thank you for sitting here with us. Yeah. You have done great work. Welcome home. Yeah. And you got the keys to the house. So you are always welcome here. Maurice Pierce, head coach, Hampton University. You know what he's done. And you can follow what he's always continuing to do as the Pirates continue to break records. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about virtually everything from A to Z. Hey, global warming. We're going to talk about NCAA and pro sports issues. 
uh, NIL, name, image, and likeness. We're going to talk about jumping from conference to conference. I'm not putting anything on you guys, <laughs> but you know, uh, with all this shifting around from uh, from Division One to Division Two, folks are calling us wanting to know. Well, you guys can go grab this school. It ain't that easy, y'all. I can tell you that. We're going to also be talking about the hip hop uh, nations and and all of these issues about young demographics and and how we can reach out to most of you who who want to be a part of the MUAC Nation. Global warming, politics, economics, whatever floats your boat, we want to be able to talk about it with you. So how do we get that info from you? MEACsports.com. And talk about it with us and say, hey, MEAC Nation, this is what we want to hear about. We'll bring the experts right here, and we'll talk about it and get that information to you. Well, for Maurice Pierce, I'm Lynn Thompson. We'll see you soon.